0: Okay, guys, it's been a while since you've heard an episode like this. I am not on the Peloton, so you're not hearing me huff and puff. I am just in my podcast studio doing a solo episode, which you're going to hear more of um, as I step into some new creation zones, which you're going to hear about why I'm doing that and where that's stemming from on this episode. I have some news for you. It's some big news. And yes, I am pregnant. So that's a part of it. But you're just going to have to listen to it to understand. <laughs> Meanwhile, my eight-year-old is in the office right now, and she just turned around. and said, yeah, <sighs> really big. <laughs> you're going to have to stay tuned to understand what I'm talking about. But um, I wanted to just give you guys a seasonal life update. We're shifting seasons. There's a lot going on. I'm about to get real intimate and start talking to you about some of the divine revelations and prophetic connections that are happening in my world um, I don't get fully into that today, but I want you to know why and where that intimacy and that wisdom is coming from, and it's coming from a place of pain, uh, and it's coming from a place of heartache and confusion, and uh, I'm going to share a bit about it here because I think it's important for you guys to know and also uh, for you all to be free to also create create out of a place of risk and pain. So I'm excited to have you here for the show, and definitely tune in till the end because I have a lot of... Uh, big ask and big excitements uh, going on that we get to share in. Thank you. Chat soon. Oh, you know, do the thing, like where your review, tag, all, the th- all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe on YouTube too if you want to watch the show. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being, The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, Marketplace Ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Hey guys, it has been a while since it's just been me, Um, and maybe it doesn't feel that way to you, but for me it does because I have pre-recorded so many shows via live Pedal and Preaches or individual trainings, Um, but this week I am coming at you live in action in the heart of my messy middle. It's funny because the Fit and Faith podcast was established out of this concept of wanting to know people's messy success stories, like the messy comeback story, the thing that they found themselves in, the pit of despair, the cave, wherever they were, where they were in fetal position. That's why my book, Always Becoming, which if you don't have it or you do, either way, actually, it doesn't matter because it's coming back to life. It's being rebirthed, which is interesting in this season. I'm about to tell you about how much parallel there is to this because it's going to hit the shelves this time. Last time it was in your ear on Audible and it was on the digital spectrum across the globe, but this time it's going to Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, all the places that you can go in, pick it up, see it on the shelf. I've got it right here for you to see for those of you who are watching. and um, It is my favorite cover ever. Honestly, I haven't found many others and I'm not being um, selfish or um self righteous i just really love it it's so rad and i know when it gets on a shelf it's just going to be amazing to just watch it pop um if you follow me on social media at all you see that when i go in airports around the world. I actually bring copies and leave sticky notes and put it on the Hudson Newsroom station. um, And I, hey, take me, read me. I'm free. Uh, Tag me on social media. Surprisingly, nobody's ever actually tagged me, but I know they're getting a free book out of it. And so I know that it's changing lives if their heart posture is accurate um, or expectant, right? Because you might not share the faith in the le- the lens and length that I do or the depth in which I do. You might not even know Jesus, but you have a backstory and um, everyone does. And so there's connectivity in that. But I'm telling you all of this in correlation to the fact that if you could go and first off get one off of Barnes & Noble right now, you can pre-order it, it would be such a blessing to me. Uh, for any duration of time that you've been following me, you will get to hear the full story, at least the full backstory. story. And today I'm going to share a bit of the f- current story. The ironic element is that I was so investigative of other people's messy comeback stories because I felt like I had made my comeback. <laughs> Then I found myself in a mess again and not nearly to the state in which this book was birthed out of, but enough that another book is being birthed uh, and not another anthology, not another devotional, though I am so pumped for the new anthology to come out. Joyful book number two, I said, you're coming for you, chicken soup for the soul. We're going to be doing one of these annually, if not more often, once I start getting traction because this one is about to hit some bestseller lists that you likely have never seen many people do. Um, And I'm so excited about the um, hopefulness of that and the ability for that to be something that I get to share with a bunch of other authors. So if you're interested in being uh, not just a bestseller, but a bestseller is on bookshelves for book tours, going on things with us, then you know that our publishing house can do that for you. Um, But all of that being said, so much excitement, so many things that you can partake in. I also have been in a messy middle. Um, this place between um, you're pregnant and you haven't yet had the baby. It's like the uncomfortable time of labor, not labor, of pre labor, of like, I had really bad sciatica. If you're a dude and you're listening to this and you're like, oh gosh, she's talking about pregnancy, I promise you that that's not where we're going. Um, but it, it's painful. Okay. So if you've known or seen anybody who is pregnant in the last couple of months, it's just, not comfortable. You could be the happiest pregnant woman in the world. You could be a desired surrogate like my mom who said she'd be pregnant over and over again. Um, it's still just not comfortable. There's nothing about it that's really that fun. And I'm in that place where I know that I'm about to have a baby, multiple. I just told you about a couple of the book babies that are coming out. But I I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't know what God is asking me to release in order to hold safely this next child. And it's the wildest thing. I have this right next to me and it hasn't left my side since I received it. But I had a girlfriend who has only met me one time in person and have only talked to a handful of times that went on a women's mastermind retreat with me recently. And um, she sat before the Lord before she came and she wrote everyone a prophetic letter. And two weeks before receiving this letter, I was actually in tears to my husband telling him, I thought I was pregnant and I'm not. And he was sitting at the kitchen sink. I'll never forget like exactly this conversation. He turned around and his face was kind of like that deer in headlights that most guys have and he's knows I'm not pregnant. So he's like trying to be mindful of what words come out of his mouth next and he says you know I would be happy for you, us, no matter what that outcome looked like. But were you sad because you weren't having an actual baby, or are you sad because now you have to do the thing that you don't want to do that God's telling you to do? And oh, I knew in the pit of my stomach that number two was true. I knew that being pregnant was my cop out. I knew that if I could just tell the world hey, I'm having a baby, then I could kind of dust my hands off for a while and take a back seat. I could take the foot off the gas. I could let it go. I could use that crutch, that excuse, and not to say having a child is not a huge life change and you shouldn't do all of those things. But I knew that that's not what God had for me. I knew that it was an opportunity for me to just throw my cards in even though I had double aces because I was afraid to go all in. Mm. Now I'm giving you gambling references. (laughs) You know my backstory over here, okay? I liked poker. But literally like all in, the Lord is asking us and he's asking you as you're listening to this, like, are you willing to go all in? I think more often than not, people know that they've been gifted something magnificent. And they're afraid of what that looks like on the other side. They're afraid of who they have to become and who they have to let go of in order to get there. They're afraid of the boundaries that they're going to have to set in place. They're afraid of the comfort zones in which they have to leave. They're afraid of, um, golly, I'm just telling you some of the things I'm afraid of. They're afraid of the what-ifs of not being capable or it being too much pressure or, You having to travel more and leave your family more, or do the thing that you know you're called to do. You have to say the thing that you know you're called to say, and people are going to judge you for it. And you might look like a crazy person, and you might be ostracized. And golly, the list goes on and on. Or how about this? How about you know that the closer you get to God, the closer you get to the dream in which He's given you, the vision in which He's entrusted you, the harder the enemy is going to come after you? Well, I've Definitely been in that season this year where I have felt left and right that, like Job, like just the enemy's coming after me, and I'm like, man, Lord, I've been, I've been at your feet. I've been righteously and not in my self righteousness. I've been pursuing your righteousness in in integrity and honor and discipline. And I know that it's not by my works, but golly, that stuff brings me joy when I get to pursue His face. So I am honored to have obedience and sit in my chair every single morning and read the Bible and pray and, and get alone with God. I am blessed and highly favored to, to worship His good name and to build business with His word and His direction versus my own because I've done it wrong. And yet I still feel those stones being thrown my way, and man, it hurts. It hurts and it's confusing. And then you open the Bible and you're like, well, Job felt it, David felt it, Joseph felt I mean, who did it? Moses felt it. Who am I to think that I would live a life of ease, right? I mean, it's silly. We know all the reasons that that's just not going to happen and he never promises us an easy life. And yet there it was thinking, gosh, Lord, this harvest is good and everything is smooth sailing. And then things started to crack and I'm looking at the screen of my phone that's currently recording this and it got dropped. It got dropped at the beginning of the She Speaks conference this year. I was at Lisa Turker's house and uh, it was just a handful of people there at this point and we were Enjoying, she's got these amazing hydrangeas in her. Um, was what I was gonna call an outhouse. Sorry, Lisa, it's not an outhouse. It is a beautiful event venue that is also where she writes the majority of her books and goes deep with the Lord. And um, it's stunning. It's literally right out her front door. But these hydrangea bushes, and we were taking pictures with the hydrangeas, and my mom accidentally backed into the phone that I'm now recording with, that has always been my recording phone. And her eyes just got big and I could have responded in so many ways. It shattered completely and the whole back is still shattered. But the wild thing is, is the lens was never touched. Ah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This isn't something I was planning on saying, but God gives you visuals, right? To remind you of what is beautifully and wonderfully made and also still fragmented on this side of heaven. So our physical body, your physical body might be broken right now, but the lens in which Christ created you is still perfectly intact. Your business, oh man, the faulty foundation, you might hear things cracking away, but don't you hear the same thing when a tree is being pruned? Isn't that how life works? We have to break in order to be rebuilt. That's how building muscle works. Y'all, you're listening to the Fin Faith podcast. I know a bit about personal training and nutrition health over here, right? To break down the muscles in order to rebuild stronger. I had to break the foundation of what I thought marriage was and the generational cycles that were actually being pulled into my home in order for us to develop a safe home of intimacy, of true love and connectivity golly, everything has to break. And here I was forgetting that. And so I got this letter circling back to the prophetic word that was given after telling my husband and telling him and him alone. I think I told my mom as well. But besides mom and my heavy, no one knew that this was something I was circling. No one knew that this was something I was secretly praying for. No one knew that I was praying for it And not really even knowing if that's what the Lord wanted me to say or pray over, but that it felt easy. And so I start reading this letter at the round table of all these other women who are reading theirs. And of course, if you're listening, guys, we like to cry. And so I'm going to read this out loud to you. One, as an opportunity to cement it in case I ever lose this tiny piece of paper that has followed me every day in my office since. I've moved it from tables to books to other side tables and chairs, Um, it's really special and it's a really good reminder, I hope even for you, because I find the more that I am vocal about the scenarios that I'm walking through, the more that I share with you the heartaches and the heartbreaks, the more that I realize I'm not alone and that you don't have to blaze this trail alone either because we are founded in Christ and it's a firm foundation and the things that we hear that are cracking are going to crack with intention for God to have us step out of our comfort zone, step out of the boat, and get more fully reliant in his love and his guidance than ever before. So it says, Tamara, hmm, remember she doesn't know me barely at all. I feel like you're pregnant with something so life-giving, and God has been growing a bigger dream inside of you. But you're at that point of experiencing some labor pains, Hmm and the persistence of pushing it out. I just feel God saying, keep pushing. You're on the right track. Just like it's natural for a woman to go through that process to give birth to new life, you are on the correct path to giving birth to that thing. Don't quit. Don't let up. Don't give up. He's called you to a higher place. Don't let what's happening around you to distract you. You're unique, and your calling and destiny isn't like other people you're on the right track. It's all for his purpose and good. God has you and you're right where he wants you. August 22nd, 2023. So maybe that wasn't declared to you, but maybe you have that symmetry, that similarity, that knowingness that's connected to the fact that there is something here for you. And the something here is ultimately connected to his good will, his purpose. For I know the plans I had for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans for a hope and a good future. That same very weekend, we did a book swap. It was a really fun weekend. I can't, t- can't tell you all the details because it's kind of a secret mission that's happening in the backstory of my life right now. But I'm giving you guys really good secrets right now. So hold tight to them. And We did a book swap and I gave my book away and most of the gals either – well, half of them forgot it and then the other half, like they were like, oh, I already have that book. Oh, I need this. The same gal, Melissa is her name. She'll actually be on the podcast here soon. You got to tune in. She'll be also at FounderCon. Uh, She gave me this book and it's called The Artisan's Soul, Crafting a Life into a Work of Art by Erwin Raphael McManus. I didn't know who this guy was, okay? I'm finding out later that he is a craftsman in all of my favorite ways. He's run businesses. He's a pastor. He's a fashion line designer. He's a missionary. I mean, does that sound like me? I'm wearing my fashion line right now, the first piece anyway, are halo hats. If you're looking, aren't they stunning? Designed and intentional by me. They all have a halo ring around them. They all have um, a Bible verse on them with the halo hat emblem. But the hand creation is by my amazing florist of a mama, uh, Brenda Mama B. So, anyway, she gives me this, and I have never felt this alive in my business. Probably ever. Probably ever. And yet that thing, quote unquote, the fact that it was even called a thing, that's what it feels like because I'm like, what is this thing? I don't even know the fullness of this thing that's being birthed. I don't know if it's even a baby. I don't know. It's just a thing right now. Still happening. Um, As I am reading this, I'm realizing that there is like malleability to our gifts and there's malleability to what is being birthed. And I say that in the essence of we get to co-create. And God has given me this is fresh lens of like, guess what, daughter? It doesn't have to be so finite. It doesn't have to be so concrete. It doesn't have to have a full business plan. It doesn't have to look like steps one through 10. Are you willing to just do step one? And are you willing to do it messy? I am 1000% an activator. I will do things messy all day long. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? Like, you guys have to know this by now. I'm willing to just jump in because if I never jump in, I'll never fully know. And so I jumped into this book, not knowing and just thinking, she said it was amazing for me. And my word of the year has been risk. And I established my word on my birth year, which is about to come up here soon in October. I'll be turning another year older. And I start reading this book, and it literally talks about risk in like page nine, okay? And I'm like, okay, God, this is for me. Thank you for this gift. Here we go. So it says, there is an order to the creative process. We dream, we risk, we create. We cannot create without risk. There is no riskier way of life than the artisan way. Anything less is just existing and i know without a shadow of a doubt that this year i have been risking a lot i've been risking my reputation as i said that i would i've been risking uh friendships as i didn't want to but knew that i would i've been risking what i thought i needed to build for what god wants to build i've been risking financial gain i've been risking hmm time with my family. I've been risking a lot, a lot of things. I've been risking my pride for sure. I'm like, take it all away, Lord. I've just been risking comfort zones. And this statement alone, the order of the creative process, we dream. As much as I have been building this thing, this for profit business with Fit and Faith and the non profit business with Founder Collective, it really has been the favor of God that's gotten me to this point as I've really just been de- developing a dream. And none of it really felt risky. There have been times in, of risk inside of my business, but this year I have not just doubled down, not just tripled, not just quadrupled. I have, we're going to go. Past the Grant Cardone, and we're going to go all the way up to Pedro Odeo. I have a hundred xed my risk factor this year, and I cannot create without risk. And so I've realized as I've risked, I'm now back in this state of create. And so I'm thinking about being pregnant. I'm thinking about what I what it is that I'm holding that's so powerful and so important. And so big. Y'all, this is like a 10-pounder, 12-pounder, okay? It's so big. And I have to create a space for it to come. I have to create a space for it to be. And I, I don't have to. I just get to. But it's coming whether I want it to or not. What shape it's in is also dictated by some of these things. It says, are you willing to take the time and risk the intimacy required to create an artisan life? So a part of letting go and risking all of these things that I needed to build meant that I was actually running in to Jesus. I was running into him because I didn't have the answers. I didn't have another place to run, thankfully, because I've stripped my life of so many things. And that intimacy is where creation is birthed. It truly is. And yet in the intimacy, the connection with the father, every time I left his arms, a stone would be cast my way. And I, it makes me think right now in this moment of when um, the woman comes to be protected by Christ and, and he says, draws the line in the sand for her. And he says, anyone who has never sinned casts the first stone. And no one does it. They all run away. But I have felt like God said that. Jesus said that. And people are still throwing stones. And it's not always people, it's circumstances, from people, right? And I honestly don't even blame said people, because when anything has happened, it's been... Uh, it's been for His good his good. And he reminded me even just last, last week by waking me up in the middle of the night that it's for my good. And I'm like sitting there you're like eager, like my good, you're doing it for my good God. And he's like, no, 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 no. My good, my good. in the big, deep tone that he gives when he talks to me to try and be audible. It's not quite audible, but in my head it's audible. And I said, my God, I'm like, is that, is that your, is that the verses? Are those verses accurate? For my good, I'm sorry, for my good, God said. For my good, for my good. I'm like, wait, for my good? No, his good, for the good. For the good of humanity, for the good of his plan, for the goodness of who he is. He will allow us, like Job, to walk through things so that we can glorify his good name and that it can help other people in the long run. I would have never chosen the story that unfolded and this book always becoming Sex, Shame, and Love. Get it today on Barnes & Noble. (laughs) Truly though, I I would have never written this for myself. What was being birthed in this season was an opportunity to help people identify who they are in Christ. What was being birthed in this season Dark season was the ability to obliterate shame. What was being birthed in this dark season was an opportunity to understand what mind, body, soul, spirit alignment actually means and how to educate people on it. What was being birthed was empathy, a way for me to sit with people. What was being birthed was breaking of generational cycles. What was being birthed was an ordination and a minister. What was being birthed was a worshiper. What was being birthed was someone who was willing to risk it all. What was being birthed was a woman that was standing in her power and authority. What was being birthed was someone who was willing to overcome sexual trauma and help others do the same and raise her hand to that. What was being birthed was a marriage. What was being birthed was something anti-culture. What was being birthed was kingdom culture. And so now, In this season, like I said, I don't fully know what's being birthed. I don't fully know what to expect. But I do know this right from the artisan's soul. It says, because they have given all of themselves, they live without regret, but not without struggle. This path is not an escape from life's wounds and disappointments. To live from our soul is to pursue our greatest passion and expose ourselves to our greatest pain. We cannot live to create and be surprised that we have traveled through failure. We cannot live a, a life of passion and not know sorrow. To pursue a dream is to invite a nightmare. To live a life of love is to know betrayal and loss. The soul is both fragile and resilient. The artisan soul embraces the essential nature of both vulnerability and efficacy. All creativity emerges from struggle. All art is born out of the pain of labor. Holy moly. We get to co-create with Christ. And just as Christ himself experienced labor pains here on earth, (laughs) shoot, he came down through a woman. He truly, as a human existence. He experienced the trauma that it can be to give birth. Well, he didn't give birth, but you know what I mean? To be in the birth canal. It hurt. It's hard. It's heavy. It can cause, you know, chiropractic issues. And He was willing. He was willing to be in the birth canal. I want to say all of this because if you're willing to risk, there will be great reward. And. I'm standing in this place instead of running away from being pregnant by by being pregnant. I'm running in to what God has in store for what's next. I'm running into a life that is bigger than I could hold myself. I'm running into a place that even my own hopes, dreams and imagination can't touch. I'm willing to risk what was comfortable to be wildly uncomfortable for Christ. And that's in so many ways. And I just want you guys to try it out. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy. It's a, a wild invitation through this show and one unlike many that you've heard me share. But this is where I'm going. I'm going to an unknown territory. I'm going into uncharted water. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I'm going to do it really loudly. And loud doesn't always mean vocally. Loud doesn't always mean with sound. Loud is also an essence of boldness and courage. It's a way for us to live a life out loud that is honorable and to be anti-cultural and to say the things that most one wouldn't say i want to face the hard conversations i am not willing as a member of a fellow worshipper of a fellow follower of jesus to not not say what it is that he's telling me to say some of those things that he's telling me to say are that your divine alignment is nowhere but at his feet it's the only place it can be found some of the things he's asking me to say are are not political, but political. Some of the things he's asking me to say are against a, a society that I know is a place that is a blessing to live, the land of the free. And so no, I'm not anti-American. I am all for the red, white, and blue. I'm all for the church and the beauty that she is. But the church doesn't exist fully in the full wall four walls. You are the church, I am the church, and we have a mission, and so I'm willing to to risk what mission fields look like for missionaries and become a missionary of my community, a missionary of my neighborhood, and yeah, the millions for sure. The millions that are, exist here, even in my city and my state and my country, but also for the world. And the expansion that's, that's going to take is really risky. I want to create places that are safe havens and sanctuaries for people to come and risk a little bit so that they can risk a lot. It's reminding me of Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. And I love it so much. I love her work so much. It was such a support system to my own excavation of shame, um, even after I did it alongside biblical understanding and therapy. And I just want you all to be able to do the same. Because I think often what is holding us back is sin. And the reason that we're carrying shame is because sin exists. That's how it worked in the genesis of the garden And that's how it's working now. This is not a new system. uh, And we have to be willing to risk what does that look like to be barren in front of our father and ask for forgiveness and follow him closely into these places and territories that we will never be alone. We will never be forsaken. We will never be forgotten. We will always be covered and protected even when it doesn't look like it to the natural eye. So yeah, it's a season that I'm in. A lot has been going on the last couple months, failed partnerships. Um, I've had uh, team members shifting out of my company, new team members shifting into my company. I have had um, financial hardships for different reasons. We have had systematic problems with our uh, interior marketing, email marketing, uh, operations with our website. I mean, social media has been a thing. I can't tell you. And as a business coach, I'm telling you, because when you go to the next level, there are going to be things that break. The lens in which Christ sees you and the lens in which your vision will continue to carry on is unflawed because it's for his good. My good, he says. It's for my good. And in that, I was created. In that, you were created for a good purpose. And so it will feel like risking and it will feel like there's tension. But ultimately, your goodness is his greatest concern. And so I know on the other side of some of these very hard things, I am going to have a new level of freedom. And without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to be because of the intimacy that I've created with Christ. So I stand in integrity. I stand in honor. I stand in a place of fierce loyalty, knowing that no matter what I say or do next, he will be glorified. And I hope that as you listen to this, you feel ignited, you feel creative, you feel released and free. You get to step into this next birthing zone, whatever stage you're in, and know that there is a purpose connected to it. And whatever comes, all he's saying right now, all I'm saying, all my friend Melissa was saying is keep pushing on, keep pressing in towards the prize. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to share more of this book and more of what I'm reading biblically. I've been doing the Bible in a year for the first time, and it has just changed my perspective on so much of what the Bible is really good for. And it teaches me business tactics every single day, so you're going to get to hear more of those as well. Um, Some more poetry will be flowing out of me. Uh, Something I've always been passionate about, but I only share in bite-sized pieces here and there at conferences, so I'm excited for you guys to get tuned into that. Um, I've been writing songs for the first time. Um, I always sing them, but I never write them down, and so I'm excited about that. Um, Just been really in a creative space, and I want to serve out of that place of creativity and invite you guys into the experience. So thanks for being here. Um, I'll round this episode up with, and I love you because I truly do, I'll round it up with an invitation to create and get intimate with me in all of the different segments and spaces in which I show up. Uh, YouTube is one of them. If you want to subscribe over there, that would be amazing. You're going to get some small 10-minute clips coming out from me regularly. Um, I'm also a new contributing author at some incredible magazines, so you'll start to see those coming to life. Um, I also have another podcast that birthed this year called The Founder Collective. If you haven't listened to that one yet, it is so rich. And you get to now hear the behind the scenes of what's been happening in the Discipleship Mobilized Church that's taking place in the nonprofit. You're always welcome to join us over there Wednesdays at 12 o'clock Eastern for that live recording, but more so for that sanctuary and that rich experience uh, I've got a book coming out, the joyful entrepreneur book too. I am in the process of writing another book. I'm not revealing the name yet. Um, I've got my other book always Becoming, as I alluded to earlier, which I really hope that you would go and pre-order right now on Barnes and Noble always Becoming, And, uh, yeah, I've got another podcast coming out too. I haven't told you the name of that one yet either, so I'm going to hold that tight, but I feel the new things are birthing. And I feel really good about it. And I want you to do the same. And if you want help to bring that to life, if you are like, I don't even know where to start, this is my genius, you guys. This is what I literally love to do. I love to sit down, ideate, create, and serve out of a place of abundance for that your message gets to the millions so that you become the millionaire messenger. And millionaire is not just about money, y'all. It is the riches in heaven that you're going to be storing. It's also about the people. You think you can't touch millions. I beg to differ. You don't need to have all of those people via social media. There's so many other ways, readers, listeners. We're going to stack those numbers on top of each other, and you will become a millionaire messenger. Our mastery program is getting launched here soon. Uh, We have a fall fit experience for somebody who wants a bite-sized taste of that with our devotional book that we are writing right now in our publishing house. So – yeah, there's really no excuse for you not to hang out and and get uncomfortable and risk it all with me. All right. I'm out. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all that you are and all that you're doing and putting into the world. We need it. This is what Kingdom Entrepreneurship is all about. Let's create. Let's risk. Let's go. Let's grow. Hey, y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting, and I say we because the Fit and Faith team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith way. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.